What up, survivors? Welcome to D180, the horror movie podcast, taking you on a ride. Thanks for riding with us. I am AJ. I'm Jane. And I'm Brittany. And this month, ain't nobody fucking with my clip. Every movie this month includes an iconic friend group that everybody secretly wants to be in. And speaking of friend groups everybody secretly wants to be in, I know in high school, middle school, even now, everyone has been a part of a clique. You probably are part of one right now. You probably got like a few group chats that you've fallen in. Probably have a few um, inside jokes between friends. And maybe you have a few secrets that'll go to the grave or ruin your whole life. Who knows? Today, we're going to be talking about 1999's A Jawbreaker. This cult classic or cult hit, whichever one you prefer. This one doesn't really belong in the horror genre, but um, nobody wanted to claim it. So of course, when nobody wants to claim things, we in the horror community just claim it for ourselves. You know, I never really knew where this fell. Yeah, it was intended to be a dark comedy. Almost like, okay, so like, no shade, no shade. Most of the movies that we're covering this month are like borderline. (laughs) very borderline horror (laughs) yeah especially the goonies but i mean like even that movie we'll get there next week but even that movie you could imagine like watching it as a kid i could see how that's kind of like a yeah horror movie for a kid um, the Lost Boys. The Lost Boys is a horror movie. We gonna leave that alone. The Craft <laughs> is a horror movie. We gonna leave that alone. And even Heather's, like Heather's, is very borderline dark comedy, just like the movie we're talking about today. And you can see how heavily inspired this movie was by Heather's. It's not like a copy because there are vast differences, but you you see the inspo. Ooh, I see the inspo of Mean Girls. Oh, that. <laughs> Because, well, damn, not you taking my park recommendation. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this movie is currently streaming on Pluto. I look. I watched I it on Tubi. That's what I was it's about on to say. Tubi. I was about to say I seen this on Tubi, but since I'm in Japan and my VPN is being a bitch. Um, I've been getting detected left and right, left and right, and I'm highly upset about it. So I wait, what does that mean? TV. Anytime I get on the website, it'd be like, "Bitch, we know you on the VPN." Bye. Access denied. Oh. And I'm like, how? And I be switched. Like, I'm just sad. Like, they Japan does not want me to have a good time. I hate it here. Um, mm-hmm. not like I, it's half and half. Don't take that serious. It's half and half, but I, I do kind of hate it here. But anyway. Let's go right ahead and get into Park Recommendations. So, I mean, John may already bust my bubble, but my my park recommendation was going to be 2003's Mean Girls, just because I feel like this movie literally crawled, I would even say scooted, so Mean Girls can just full-fledged run. (laughs) Honestly. From the dialogue to the the character dynamics to the editing, 
Right. <laughs> like, like I hadn't seen like, this movie in a long ass time. And I was just like, damn, mean girls. <laughs> Y'all, this ain't this ain't my little section of a subgenre. I ain't good at this. Most of the movies y'all named, I ain't seen. I haven't seen Heathers. Oh. I haven't seen the Goonies. Let me keep going. I ain't, well, I am. I, I haven't. I can't. I mean, the closest if I can get for a part me, If you tell me you ain't seen The Lost Boys, I might have a slight problem. What are you talking about? I know you watched The Lost Boys with us last summer. No, I didn't. I've I never seen The Lost Boys. You know what, survivors, if you have any park recommendations that fit today's ride, <laughs> let us know on our Twitter. Are you kidding me? Guess what? I started watching. Stranger what? Things. Huh? Stranger Things. Yeah. See? Damn. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm happy for you. You no, know Brandon. what y'all should watch? Brandon y'all should watch The Boys. Watch The Boys. I do watch The Boys. I just haven't seen this, this season that just came out. Oh, well, thank God. You, why don't you watch it? You know, I don't fucking watch TV. <laughs> also, uh, back up off that mic a little bit. Yeah, back up off your mic. <laughs> you sound like this. I don't even know if that was accurate, but it was like, nah, yours little, was toned down. <laughs> like the little metal mics, like this. <laughs> Is this better? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but I had yeah, to cut um, the- it's not that, well, first of all, Japan ain't going to let me have a good time. And I know that's not available in Japan from the things that I have heard, I'm sure. Because I can't even watch Bad Girls Club and I am hurt. Um, yeah, that's all. <laughs> My first time watching this movie, I know it was recent. This wasn't a movie like I grew up with and I have a nostalgia for. I've always heard about this movie and I've never seen it. I would always see those meme posts that be like, who was the biggest bitch? And it would have Courtney Shane in it. But I was like, I don't know nothing about that girl. So I didn't see this until I want to say 2017, 18, once again, like in the midst of me, like just now getting to the DMV area. And I low key think I saw it on Shutter. So for me, this is another mommy introduced me. <laughs> Because Jawbreaker, Heather's, those were all along the same lines. And my mother loves those type of movies too. So I don't remember when it was my first time, but I just know it's been a minute since I've seen it. And when I was watching it, I was like, ooh, throwback. Oh, oh, look, okay, real <laughs> blast from the past. But it's crazy because we'll talk about it in a sec. It kind of fits with right now. That's the crazy part. The costuming, yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched this when I was younger, when this shit was playing on TNT or something like that. I want I want to say I was watching it when it was coming directly on cable because, you know, back then we had cable and it was, you know, it was a time to be alive. Not everybody was streaming. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> watched it on TV. It was one of them TV things. And my, yeah. my mom was scrolling through Comcast or Verizon, whichever one we had at the time. And she was like, oh, Jawbreakers, let's watch this. And it's like I would see it, but never never crossed my mind to watch it until like I said it got to a point where I was actively seeking out different kinds of horrors I just wanted to 
test the waters in different genres. It's a genre. And I was like, oh, everybody keeps talking about this daggone Jawbreaker movie. Let me just, so I can say I've seen it. I can be a part of the conversation. But this one is directed by Darren Stein and written by Darren Stein. And as I mentioned earlier, originally he did want to write a straight up horror movie. But then as he was writing it, he realized it was more of a dark comedy. And then after the um, release, you know, as we were talking about, many people was like, bitch, this is Heather's. <laughs> but he was like, no, 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 no. Get off me, not too much on me. Because the only thing that these two movies have in common is that there are three bitchy girls and a murder. That's the only thing that these movies have in common. Everything else is different. Jawbreaker is intentionally campy and over the top with a devious girl who is running the show. That's not Heather's. I was like, oh, you better defend your shit. <laughs> But I mean, he's not lying, though. No. He's not lying. Very campy. Very campy. I love it, though. Yeah, it's like, I I love movies that know what they are. This movie don't ever try to take itself seriously. Like, it knows exactly what it is, and it plays all of that up. It's produced by Adam Silverman, edited by Troy T. Takaki. And I have to bring this up. I have to. The costume designer is Vicky Barrett, known for working with Mona May. I love Mona May who has dressed films such as Clueless, Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion, and I just, we Honestly, just talked about- this really was giving Romeo and Michelle's. <laughs> I wanna say- I ain't seen that either. Oh my God. I've seen that. Now, if I've seen it, there's no excuse, and that ain't even my type of wheelhouse of a movie. <laughs> what you mean? I. I told you this is not my wheelhouse. So when you start going into these categories, you start losing me. Well, Romeo and Michelle is not a horror at all. It's not. It's not. I, I know it's not. I said in these categories, it's when you lose me. <laughs> You'd be like, where Brittany at? Oh, she all the way back there. All the way. She got caught at the inches. <laughs> got held up in traffic. Mm -mm. <laughs> but yeah, because... Uh, well, Vicky Barrett and Mona May, like a lot of their looks or a lot of the things that they do, they pull, they never really dress the people in the times. Because it's crazy because people look at Jawbreak and they be like, that's so 90s, that's so 90s. No, bitch, no, it's not. It's actually 50s meets the 80s. <laughs> that's what it is. All that, like in the 90s, we was grand, okay, we were babies. So we was wearing red, yellow, blue, and green play suits. But the older people, <laughs> they were uh, they were dressed grungy. You know, it was especially the late 90s, not so much the early 90s, but 96, I would say, the 99. It was super flannels, baggy tees, like kind of how Gen Z dresses now and they swear it's brand new, but y'all know, I'll leave them alone <laughs> today. I've, they'll learn, they'll learn. I'm gonna leave them alone today. Anyway, <laughs> our main cast, we have Rose McGowan as Courtney Alice Shane. It's her second visit to the park. You guys probably recognize her as the iconic and they be trying to forget, but we don't forget. Tatum Riley from Scream. And um, she's on Charmed. A lot of you might know her from that one. And Planet Terror, Death Proof. She be running. Y'all know her. She be running through these damn streets. Rebecca. Yeah, we, um, we know her from Charmed. <laughs> if you're a Charmed OG, you already know. I know. Because they weren't always... happy when they replaced uh, Prue with her. 
Yeah, I was about to say, I know people always talk about a reunion, but they'd be like, um, I don't know about that. We might want to let that I don't go. know. I, I still to this day don't know why they drowned her in that bathtub like that. Still okay. to this day. Well, well. We got rid of that ass, and then we got her. Mm. I did watch Charm, surprisingly. Well, I mean, that, that's... I mean... It's, it's adjacent. <laughs> I would hope... <laughs> That's like one of the things on, you weren't gonna escape regardless. Like my sister right. stayed watching Charm. So if I was my ever mother, at the hair okay. shop, we was watching Charm, and I was just like, Jesus, here go this house again. And then I got my into mother. <laughs> listen, my mother had that dream all the time. Okay. Then it got into when I'm leaving to go to middle school to high school. It came on every morning at eight, nine whatever up until you left the house so we was watching charmed all morning and then right when you leave the house supernatural came on mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> well first of all i wasn't gonna say how do we all live the same life because obviously the tv is syndicated so it's all plain <laughs> but still <laughs> rebecca gayhart as julie freeman you guys might know her from the urban legend franchise as well as the screen franchise because she's in screen too Julie Benz as Marcy Fox. You guys might, might recognize her from Saw 5. Also from Buffy. But she was also... her face be confusing me. (laughs) She has one of those, no shade, but she got one of those common faces. Because I be getting her confused with the twin. Who? Brittany Daniels. Oh. Cause I'm sitting here looking at her face like, ain't she in something else other than this? And then like, I looked it up and I'm like, wait, that's not right. And then I'm like, damn, am I getting her confused with Britney Daniels? That was me during X with RJ. And I thought he was, uh, I can't remember his name. I just know his last name, Poochie, that's all I know. But then Julie Benz was in a spoof film called Shriek, if you know what I did last summer on Friday the 13th. What? That's a long ass title. <laughs> Cause like what? <laughs> Just go to scary movie sis. Like what the hell? Anyway, <laughs> Judy Greer as Fern Mayo. I was literally racking my brain trying to figure out how we talked about Judy Greer before, but I realized that was on Patreon. But you guys might recognize her from the newer Halloween and Halloween Kills, 13 going on 30. Cursed in that god awful Carrie 2013 remake. <laughs> But we'll talk more about that later. Because speaking of Carrie, Charlotte Ayana plays Liz Purr, and she played Tracy in the Rage Carrie 2. The bully. Mm. I kept staring at that girl face. Not this time, but like I was like, I know her. And I never thought to put it together. But then this time when I was doing my research, I was like, oh. This is homegirl from the Rage Carry 2. Oh my gosh. It makes sense now. The one that was trying to get the boyfriend to uh, come in her room while she was like stiffing, she was like, and he just stood She was that bitch? Her. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. That's definitely her. Like, it's like once you look at it, you're like, oh shit, that is her. Then you have Ethan Erickson as Dane Sanders. He was also in Scream 3 as one of those detectives that did a fucking terrible job. <laughs> at watching Sydney, those they were they were terrible. Anyway, Carol Kane as Miss Sherwood. We all know Carol Kane. We ain't got to go down her pedigree. And mother in Pam. Okay, this is Anne, but I'm just excited. Pam Greer as Detective Vita Cruz. Second visit in the park. You guys might re- 
You guys might remember her from Bones as Pearl. And um, I just want to talk about her for a second because she iconic. Her contract says that, um, first of all, nobody's doing my hair. I'm the only person that's in charge of doing my hair. And for this film, she has about three different wigs. And one of them is a blend of three different wigs. But I was like, okay, girl, I feel you. <laughs> I love Pam Greer. But girl, the, point, <laughs> the point I want to bring up, and y'all, I'm sorry, this is going to be something, it's going to be a tangent, but not a long one, but still a tangent. Y'all, I don't understand why IMDB did not give her the respect she deserves because when you click on top cast, her motherfucking name does not show up. Who the fuck does right. not know who Pam Gray is? I'm sorry. If you don't, pause pause everything. Everything right the fuck now. Go find her and go watch everything. everything. You better go watch Foxy Foxy motherfucking Brown. Exactly. Go hit go hit some fucking movies. You need to get some sense. But I don't know what's wrong with them. They need to fix that. I don't give a fuck who they got on them. They could have the rose that don't wilt it. But she should have been right there. <laughs> also, we love a shady queen. Judy Greer met Pam Greer on set. And she said, my last name is Greer, too. And Pam Greer looked her up and down. I don't think we related. I love her so much. I do too. <laughs> I just, girl, that's that auntie energy and I stand for it. And I like, as we are in our auntie, our pre-auntie, well, I've been an auntie since I was two, but you know what I mean? Since we in our auntie era, I just pray for that type of sass. Okay. I've been working on it, but it ain't, it ain't auntie elite level. Okay. Tatiana Ali as Brenda. Y'all know her. Homegirl, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. Y'all know her. Chad Christ as Zach Tartek. And just because I love to get on John Nay's nerves, but it's okay because she could pull a cooler girl and get on my nerves. William Katz and PJ Soul. So William Katz, second appearance from the Carrie movie. PJ Soul's third appearance from Carrie and Halloween. They play Liz Perry's parents. Carrie was heavily an influence on this movie, but here goes the coup de gras, and I'm gonna do it myself so John Nate could just laugh in my face. This movie was also inspired by Grease, and we have Jeff Conaway in his second appearance in the park as Marcy's daddy. I think he from Kinnicky's like a Hallmark car. <laughs> Look, as soon as I saw that, I said, John Nate is going to <laughs> rub my face in it and be like, lick it up, honey, lick it up. <laughs> But I got you, boo. I got you. <laughs> so some quick behind the scene facts. Everything else that we don't mention, we're just going to throw it in our review. So don't be skipping around if you want some facts because that's just how it is. This film was shot in a short, hectic 30 days. And as we already mentioned about the film's inspirations, Darren Stein really wanted to play around with an experience that he was familiar with. He said he knew some girls that really did used to snatch up their homegirls on their birthdays and they used to stage these kidnappings and it would just be a prank. And he was just like, what if that shit went left? First of all, don't ever do this. <laughs> <laughs> like y'all, cause I'm telling y'all I'm a fight and yeah. one of us gonna get hurt <laughs> and it ain't me. <laughs> so 
keep all surprises to a minimum level just that's you know. just wild to me like yeah, who thinks of that and then my thing is um well okay we're not in a review session so i'll just i'll hold back but you know what we could go ahead and head out to the line. we back y'all step in line your number is near follow the signs your time is here we out here playing motherfucking games again I know, I missed it. You want to play a game? No. Not until September. (laughs) Wake me up when September ends. Oh, gosh, no. Actually, yes, because I'll be back in the States. I'll be back in the States. Summer has come and passed. (laughs) (laughs) So in honor of our new theme, click. We are going to very clichely, but it's fine because y'all love a cliche because y'all watch all them damn remakes. Anyway, um, we are going <laughs> to we are going to figure out which high school click best fits us. OK, now, look, before we start, should we do us now or should we do high school us? Which one y'all think? Um, I was gonna do me now. Okay, let's do us now then. Me too. Let's go. Of course, survivors, y'all know the link is at the bottom if y'all wanna play along and you can let us know your results in the DMs on Twitter. All that, but let's get started. Which of these do you spend the most time doing? Being outside, drawing, playing, watching sports, reading, hanging out with friends, studying, doing homework? Um, right now I be in the house all day, every day. So I'm just going to put studying, doing homework because I be in the house working <laughs> like I work from home. So. Yeah, this is hard because outside just opened up, but I still feel like I don't be outside, outside for real. I don't be outside, outside for either. Like after sp- y'all, after being outside for three days in a row at that day going festival, okay, that's I outside. outside no more. <laughs> I don't want to go outside no more. I almost died in a, go. Listen, I almost what? died in an Uzi mosh pit. Like, I'm good. No, I'm glad you lived. Y'all, what does being outside mean, though? Like, really? For like, my knowledge. Outside. You just outside. Like, I, leave, I leave out the house and I go do activities. Brittany, yeah. you be outside. You yeah. be outside, Brittany. <laughs> I don't be outside, though, because I go inside other places. I just be but in there outside. doing not in your house. Outside. Outside means you're not in your house, basically. Not at home. God damn it. Okay, I'm being outside, y'all. I don't really want to be outside, but my life is hectic recently. God damn, I can't leave out. We know. That that happened. We know. Yeah, we know. Um, (laughs) This one is hard for me because I really don't, the equivalent to now, because I don't, I mean, unless you count where I'm, what I'm doing now is being outside. That's more like working. Yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna say studying, doing homework, cause yeah, cause I don't know. If they said watching things, that would have helped me out a lot. But watching, playing sports, it don't be sports. But I mean, I guess killing is an extreme sport. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So if you if you're using um, hand tools like yeah. hammers I mean, and hatchets yeah. <laughs> i'm just here using with. a gun i don't see i don't know i don't think that's a strange sport using a gun mm. cheater yeah i'll just say studying doing homework because i don't know what else to say 
What kind of music do you listen to? I don't listen to music very much at all. Undiscovered or unpopular artists, bands, rap or hip hop, all kinds of music. I listen to music from a few of my favorite artists, bands, but it rarely goes beyond that. Pop music. I'm going to say all types of music. Yeah, I listen to it all. I like classical music. I like bangers. Like, you know, your ragers. (laughs) I like it all. I sent my friends my horror. No, I sent my friends my treadmill playlist specifically made for the treadmill. And they called me chaotic. But I already knew it was chaotic. And I told them before I sent it to them. It's it's horror soundtracks on there. It's... um, regular songs on there that just have a high bpm uh drop down and get your eagle on is on there it's, it's a lot going on so all kinds of music well i gotta put all types because um i look i got a confession sometimes you might hear me listening to some anime openings and endings saying look that'd be enough then of course I got my horror themes because you know right now I've been stuck on Silent Hill. I don't know what the fuck is happening, but I've really been stuck on some Silent Hill songs. And then of course to round it all up, um, I listen to you know some workout playlists that might be EDM, house music, rap, pop, alternative. It didn't fucking matter. Whatever I can shake my ass to. So, <laughs> and of course we got to listen to Abel. If y'all don't know, that's the weekend. So yeah, everybody. We have an outfit. <clears throat> it is a Casey Becker cream sweater with some skinny jeans, no rips. It's a light wash. Um, do you guys remember Blast from the Past? The studs that had the uh, gaudy jewels on them. They're like diamond shade. They, you, you know, very much Charlotte Russe. You know, yeah, that type of vibe. A floral iPhone 3 case with that damn scarf and some white chucks low top i don't hate it but it's not my style i may try it once if i could tweak a few things maybe only if it came with different colors no no homie no way or yes i love it all right i would tweak a few things i love chucks i already got the white low tops wore those on saturday I would swap out BRT and ain't been the same since. (laughs) (laughs) And I never bought a new pair. Maybe I should chat a fan. So listen, I I love, I love dirty chucks. So my white chucks are actually like, Oh no, 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 baby. It was when we went to, um, Juve. Yeah. Oh yeah. And there's no repair. There's a difference between paint and then dirt. (laughs) That was paint and dirt. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I will keep the sweater. Because that's actually something I like those little sweaters like that. That was like my work wardrobe for the longest time, to be completely mm-hmm. honest, with some some jeans, but darker jeans. So I would swap out the jeans for a dark wash. Um, that scarf though, that gotta go, and the earrings gotta go. But I'll keep the phone. Sorry, Brittany. I know you love the scarf. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, if maybe. No. Not with no, the not scarf, with the sweater. Not with the sweater. Maybe something else. This scarf ain't doing for me. I love scarves, but this one ain't doing it for me. And to be honest, I want to change everything except except the sweater. So I'm gonna have to say no way for me because um the jeans is a no. I had to change the color. It can still like it is. Who the fuck wearing these earrings? Not this bitch. 
this scarf, not this bitch either. And Chucks, I, I've said before, I've never owned a pair, so we ain't gonna start now. So we're gonna change the shoes out too. For so, me, it's like I'm in the middle of, if I could tweak a few things, maybe. But I feel like a lot of my tweaks would definitely change the entire outfit. So I'm gonna say, I don't hate it, but it's not my style. So yeah, yeah. What is your favorite subject? Art, English, gym, lunch, math, or science? Math me, please. Oh my gosh. I'm yeah. so I'm so glad that you like math. Okay. <laughs> I'm really good at math. We know. We I, I, I don't doubt you. I ain't <laughs> no. saying the, I ain't I ain't nothing about it. Hell, somebody gotta be because I ain't. If, okay. If we was in a if we was in a situation where we had the math to get out, we're all dead. Don't let me. me. Don't ever let Jigsaw put me in a room where there are math equations, bitch. I'm gonna just be like, come on, just come. I'm like, like, can we speed the clock up? Because I mean, we just wasting your time and mine. I can go ahead and head out. Unless you want to see me have a mental breakdown, just come on. Send in the doll <laughs> on the track. Thanks. I'm gonna pick art. Oh, I can't draw to save my life. Um, I mean, well, art comes in different ways, different forms. So that's why I picked it. Seeing as what I do now, I think it's considered it would fall in the gym category. So I'm going with gym. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> of these choices, which job sounds the most ideal? Author, artist or stylist, doctor or lawyer, Professional athlete, scientist of some kind, actress, model, singer, etc. I'm gonna go with that last one because, baby, I want to be famous so bad. <laughs> Ever since I was little, I just knew I was gonna be somebody's type of famous, some type of famous. That mean medical doctor. What type of doctor are you right. talking about? Well, I not me about to go back without... to the X episode and be raunchy, but keep going. Never mind. I mean, you could be a doctor without being like a medical doctor. That's what I was. Yeah, I mean, I'm like two shakes. I'm already one of those, but I'm already two shakes away from the, the doctor one. So, I mean, that's the most ideal because I don't spend so much time investing in that. So, that's where I am. What you got to do left? What's all that's left? Just a dissertation? Yep. Oh, same. Oh, Jesus. My daddy trying to make me get my PhD. He's like, that would be a perfect Father's Day gift. Just go back and get your doctorate. Hell no. I'm good. But out of all of these, honestly, I wish I knew how to write for real. Because if I could be an author and just get that bag, <laughs> but I can't write. <laughs> I'm like, can we be, can I be a vocal artist? Because I can weave a tail with my mouth and I can make it so dramatic. Like, Come on, like, but I don't want to be famous. Right? I just want the famous money. You can use um, what's that software called? The diction software, and they write what you say. I mean, once you train it, you know. But I'm just saying, like, it just needs to be straight like that. Like, my grammar ain't gonna be the best. Punctuation ain't gonna be the best, and y'all just need to get with that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm leaning towards scientists at some time. Well, I feel like my answer is gonna have me in a nerd clip. <laughs> You put math, they definitely gonna put you in a okay. nerd. They like, they fast tracked your ass to nerd. It didn't matter what other responses you put. You you said math. What? You is, were decided. 
Right. <laughs> what is your favorite beverage? Water, soda, pop, coffee, energy drink. I don't have a preference. Anything with alcohol. Water. Right. Water. I need it. <laughs> I ain't got no preference. Long as it ain't tight. Long as it ain't alcohol, I don't kind of care. Or coffee or energy drink, because I can't have those because it makes me twitch. What do you and your friends usually talk about? Celebrity gossip, homework and upcoming tests, new music from our favorite artist band, who won the game last night, our favorite current TV show. I don't have that many friends. Celebrity gossip. Yeah, I feel like it's between celebrity gossip or talking about our current favorite whore something. It would be so, yeah, if celebrity got, if they had like talking shit about other people on here, that would be one too, because he was talking about celebrities and other people. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, oh, I don't know which one lean towards more, because I feel like that's such an even one. Because we was just talking about Kim Kardashian and Saint and um, Song <laughs> on IG Live. He was like, hey, weirdos. I was like, yeah, you right. I wouldn't even correct him, because I'm like, some of y'all is weird. Um, this is old, but Michael B. Yeah, I'm gonna go with celebrity gossip because even though I don't care, I'm gonna show up talk about it. I don't. I don't even engage in them conversations because whenever you see that them conversations be happening, you never see Maya's chime in. I'd be like, "Ooh, gossip right. for celebrities." Right. Let me just let me just shut the fuck up because this is not my wheelhouse. I do not care. I don't want nobody to ask me no questions. I will literally start another tangent. Like or just not say anything. Over Doja Cat this morning or this evening for y'all. I'm like, no, you know, I ain't say about my little baby. I ain't say shit either. I would like y'all, not my battles, unless it's like a the chosen few. My auntie Beyonce, my cousin Nikki. If it ain't some of them, I really ain't got nothing to do. I love you, Nikki Minaj and Beyonce. If you listen to this podcast, please, please get shout us. us out. Can you come get us, please? <laughs> get oh, shout, I can baby shout us out. I'm a really good babysitter. <laughs> we are three black women on a on a horror movie podcast. Okay, you can really and highlight us. You just told us to quit our jobs, so um, yeah. We need I'm to- with you if you if you provide us support. Okay, Beyonce, I really <laughs> oh am. <my> gosh. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, by the time everyone else hears this, it would have been like a week later. But y'all heard the new song. Y'all heard what she said. We ain't got no choice but to listen. I love you both. What were you guys' results? I got the popular kids, which I was not expecting. Oh. I kind of, I don't know what I thought I was going to get. I was answering a lot of random shit. But you have a lot of friends, and you can take over the school if you tried. You're usually up to date on the latest gossip. That's pseudo on brand. I don't be trying to take over, though. I just be being myself. You know. We already know what I got. Did you get nervous for real? I did. Yes, the fuck she did. <laughs> I told you she got fast tracked. You're smart, intelligent, and can be shy at times. You do well in school and consider it one of your top priorities. That's not a lie. I did very it's, well in school. Yeah, I'm like, it's not a lie. But Johnny, you know well. you a little closet mommy. You know. You just told us how you was cussing out people online. <laughs> Damn. Um, I really did. Up. I forgot to answer that 
I'm gonna let y'all know it's our current favorite TV show because I will answer then. Oh, goddamn. Y'all, guess what I got? You got nerds too? Nope. Oh. I got loners. You may not be the most social, but that's okay. Books are better than people anyway. You fucking right, because a lot of times I mean, they are. I was going to say emo kids. Because <laughs> <laughs> I swear I'd be distancing the fuck out of my stuff when, <laughs> when, when shit be happening. I'll, I'll know. I'll be like, oh, just like when y'all were talking a little while ago. And I was like, I'm just going to wait to put something in here. I just be standing off to the side. You looking. just be waiting like double dutch. You'd be like, oh, nope. No, okay, here go. Let me go in. Okay, getting back out. <laughs> I miss double dutch. I am the, I ain't never I am the friendliest. Now. I can only hop in and that's it. One time I can I start can in the middle. Like, I can start in the middle and then you got me for like a couple of them. I'm also, but then I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm a boob holder. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, I, I can know, I never. I my titties all the time. I can never master the run in. I have to start in the middle. And they're like, you cheater. And I'm like, listen, start me in the middle. I'll stand here. Y'all start and I can do it. But okay. I can't. Okay. And then I can't jump out either. I'll be tripping over the rope and, and just be a whole mess. Oh, trust me. I can't jump out either. That's as soon as I jump in, I'm going to get two hops in. And then that's it. My older sisters, I blame y'all Gen X asses for not properly teaching me how to double dutch with phone cords. It's okay. <laughs> Now that we're done exposing ourselves, survivors, if you want to share your results, as we said in the beginning, you can share them on Twitter or down in the DMs. But other than that, um, let's take a little ride back to the late 90s with 1999's Jawbreaker. You should have seen the four of them. People worshipped them and cursed them, but everybody wanted to be them. Courtney was the leader. All right, girls, out. She was like Satan in heels, and Marcy was her henchman. I don't think we've met what with the cruel politics of high school and all. At a school like Reagan High, being the teen dream can be a little hard to swallow. It is with deep dismay that I inform you that Elizabeth Purr. I heard she choked on a jawbreaker. <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> Are you Courtney Alice Shane? Maybe. Now. I'm Detective Vera Cruz. One detective will try to find the face that fits the facts. You ever seen one of these before? No. No? Take a lot of licks to get one of these things down. It's hard. You frightened me. Learn it. Live it. Love it. Star Pictures. Do you like it? It's okay. There's nothing kinky about okay, now is there? Can you say freak? Comes the battle between the babes. She's so evil. And she's only in high school. It's over, Courtney. I am petrified. Jawbreaker. Our best friend is dead. Do you have any idea what that means? You were shooing for prom queen? How about this trailer? I mean, it's what year this movie come out? 1999. That's what it's given. <laughs> to be completely honest, <laughs> like it's it's it feels like a typical 90s trailer to me. Yeah, yeah. 
I can I can agree with that. I I really don't know how I feel about the trailer as far as like, do I like it? Do I not like it? It's giving Amanda Bynes movie trailers. Mm. You you know what? That's exactly what it's giving. Because I was like, hmm, it seems like when What's it's the, not, I'm not referencing the movie. I'm saying it, but not another movie teen movie. She, that and it's giving me um that movie where she had it. Uh, where was she when her father was overseas? That Amanda Bynes movie. The princess one or something or like where she was trying to date the the prince mm, Cody, no. whatever movie that was but like, me, amanda bonds amanda bond movie trailers that's what this is <laughs> our movie starts with the flawless four they're the most beautiful i hope somebody at home caught that reference anyway and popular girls in Reagan High School in Los Angeles. The clique consists of Courtney Alice, Shane, Marcy Fox, Julie Freeman, and Elizabeth Purr. The princess die of Reagan High. Of the four, Liz is genuinely kind-hearted to everybody, and regardless of their social rankings, she's loved by the entire school. Julie is popular because of her beauty and being best friends with Liz, while the cold-blooded queen bee, Courtney, and her airheaded right-hand girl, Marcy Fox, demand respect through terror. Not so much Marcy, more just Courtney. This hallway scene... We get it time and time again throughout this movie, but this first one, okay, now, ladies, let's get information. I love it. And I love when they were just walking. That narration was giving me Mean Girls. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's that this, well, okay, in this case, we can't really argue, but because uh, this is like a low key one, but. People who have never seen this movie, I want you to go back and see this movie and just understand this movie for real. Scoot it. So mean girls can just run a damn marathon. <laughs> honestly, honestly. So really quick, I do have a video down below that's talking about the different looks. Throughout this movie, I really want everybody to just pay attention to how the dynamics in these outfits change. Like in this first scene, we see everybody is pretty coordinated. Like everybody's wearing like purple, green, blue. The only one who doesn't fit in with everybody is Liz. Liz is wearing straight up pink, is very classy, very proper. Meanwhile, everybody is wearing short, tight immaculate looks not saying Liz doesn't look good but you can clearly see Liz is more like the the good girl put mm -hmm. together one where everyone else is like slutty but not right. really slutty right first of all no, y'all talking about euphoria I'm like do y'all see these girls in jawbreaker they definitely should have got dress coded and they were not <laughs> okay hello <laughs> Then we also see Fern Mayo, who has like a over like she she's the one that's just like she's in the 90s. So she looks like she doesn't fit because she's actually the one that's dressing like the time. But, you know, it was definitely given Carrie. Courtney, Marcy and Julie perform their traditional prank on Liz the morning of her 17th birthday by staging a fake kidnapping. They surprise Liz in bed, bind her with ropes, and Courtney rams a jawbreaker into her mouth to gag her before sealing her mouth with duct tape. The girls then lock Liz into the trunk of her car and drive off, actually planning to take her out for breakfast and other shenanigans. One is for witch, two is for bitch, 
Puppet Marcy. They open the trunk and however, they are greeted with the grisly sight of Liz's dead blue body having choked on a damn jawbreaker. Now time out, I just want to point it out. Ed and Annette would have deep throated the fuck out of that jawbreaker with no fucking issues. Oh my God. You know, I never understood the appeal of jawbreakers. Like, I love jawbreakers. What's the me point? Too. They're too big to go in your fucking mouth. And what do they even taste like? It tastes like chocolate. You're not to me. supposed to eat it all at once. You're supposed to just lick it and savor it. Licky, yeah. licky, okay, licky. so look, really quick in Indiana, there's this candy factory called the Albanese Candy Factory, and they sell those really, really. I don't know why I'm looking around like it's going to be a jawbreaker sitting in here, but they sell those really big jawbreakers and we would have them for like almost half a week, probably trying to get to the bottom of it. And they gave you a wrapper so you could put it back in the bag when you were done with it. So it's not like it's just rolling around everywhere. You know what I mean? But I love a jawbreaker. I love a gobstopper. Those are kind of like mini jawbreakers. Like, I love it. I like those. I used to get those when I would go to the movies. They're just so loud in a box. <laughs> they are. You'd be like, damn. Sh-. <laughs> <laughs> um, the mask that the girls were wearing when they kidnapped Liz. I was like, okay, Alice, sweet Alice. I see you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to was- point out. Mm-hmm. You knew that she hated that bitch. It was some secret hatred because who the fuck decides when I'm going to kidnap you for your birthday, I'm going to shove a fucking jawbreaker in your mouth. Okay, like, but let me do like you one them. better. Let me do but you why one would better. you put a jawbreaker in before putting on the tape? Like, that makes no sense. Oh, you want them to die. Honestly. Right, okay, you want her to die. Because you could. Because she was like, I didn't want her to scream. Um, you should have some socks because this is my thing like if this is a tradition then clearly she would have caught on that this is y'all doing this that's my train of thought like there was no point to gag this girl but also i just want to point out liz baby your hands was tied in front of you so why you just ain't take the tape off your mouth oh she probably died fairly quickly when they slammed her ass in the trunk if we're just thinking realistically like Walk with me for a second. We thinking realistic when they put that tape on her mouth, slammed her ass in the trunk. She probably got shocked and it probably fell back from the motion. And that's when she was choking. Because if you think they wasn't driving that long, so that's why she turned blue because she had been dead for the entire car ride. Because see, I was thinking like once the jawbreaker got to a certain point, you know, your body be trying to reject stuff. So she probably started vomiting and started really choking on that low key. Yeah, yeah I get what Brittany was saying. As soon as they slammed that trunk, it was over for her. Mm-hmm. She was dead that whole car ride because you didn't hear not when they were driving. You didn't hear a single bump. You didn't hear nothing because even if she would have been like still alive, she would have been kicking and thrashing. Mm-hmm. She didn't do shit. She ain't move after that trunk closed. Yeah, that baby dead okay. on arrival. <laughs> um, I do want to talk about the opening title sequence super fast because when I was watching it this time, besides the aesthetic. I feel like I found some subliminal messaging because you see, they mentioned that Liz and Courtney were friends when they were little or whenever they were friends, they were friends. And that's how Julie got into the equation. And then Marcy was just there. But 
I was noticing there was a picture strip that like comes down and you see all four of the girls. Then in the next picture, you just kind of see Julie, Liz and Courtney. Then in the next one, you just see Liz and Courtney. And then in the next one, you just see Liz. So I'm like, is that supposed to be like a kind of like a subliminal message for how Liz really was the queen bee behind it all, despite Courtney thinking it was her. And that's why she wants to like, kind of like showing their rank in the group. You got to like watch it to know what I'm talking about. But I was just, I was curious. And I do want to give so, a movie, go ahead. So going with what you're saying, it when she was talking to um to her henchman in the back, in the hallway, this is further on, but this is she's actually explaining herself when she's talking about how when somebody gets fame or some shit, they don't know how to act. Mm -hmm. She was referencing herself. It what I mean, she was also referencing Fern, but right. that was her she was talking about because right. it was always Liz who had the fame and was always important. She was always secondary. So now that she was primary, that was her showing her ass. I feel you. I feel you. Marcy is freaking out. Julie wants to go to the police. Courtney forbids her, deciding to call the school, pretending to be Liz's mother, and tells them that Liz is ill and can't attend school. She then coaches the gang to go to school as though nothing happened and everything is peachy fucking keen. Peachy keen, jelly bean. <laughs> Sorry, another grease reference. <laughs> While doing pre-lunch touch-ups in the girls' bathroom, Miss Sherwood comes in. Hello, girls. Having a smoke, a toke, some dope. Shout out to you, Cole. She goes on to ask Courtney to pick up Liz's assignments and bring them home. Throughout the day, Julie and Marcy are trembling, but Courtney is fine. Out of jealousy, Courtney fabricates an elaborate story that Liz died at the hands of a abuser, R-word, and plots to tarnish Liz's good reputation by spreading false rumors that she was actually rebellious, a promiscuous girl who drank and did drugs and was not the perfect angel she made herself out to be. It's everybody's worst nightmare. Elizabeth Purr, the very picture of teenage perfection, obliterated by perversion. Due to all of this planning, Courtney, on brand, forgets to go to the office to go get Liz's assignment. So Mrs. Sherwood acts outcast and admirer of Liz Per Fermeo to deliver Liz's homework at the end of the day. I just, once again, the outfits. Julie's is my favorite with the purple rubber skirt with like the little top. Oh, it's cute. Marcy, her outfits start looking the same after a while. She'd be wearing halter tops like every goddamn day. I'd be over it. Courtney, I just want to point out that at first she was matching with the group, but now she's the only one wearing red. Feeling a little evil, Courtney? I think so. And Courtney, still love you. <laughs> also, Miss Sherwood, I don't know about Fern. I think we need to get her some help because when she was like, do you know Liz Prince? She was like, you mean meow? I would have been like, yeah, when I, <laughs> listen, I was looking at her and I was just like, why would you be that? Uh, and there's nothing wrong. I'm not sick because I we, we all we all some little bees over here, but um, there's nothing wrong with that. I would just you would never be that open. <laughs> like what? Like you would never be that open just to saying that. But Marcy, when um she was trying to justify Courtney's plan, maybe she was practicing. I said, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> why would you practice in a jawbreaker? Exactly. Exactly. Are you in the right oh, size? Maybe, but 
a popsicle maybe more on that later that's, that's too skinny and a the, popsicle well, we just. What do you think a jawbreaker is? That is that's not even the right right shape. Shape. <laughs> I would. I wouldn't have practiced on a jawbreaker either. <laughs> the actually, I... some people are shaped like popsicles out here, but Ooh. we move. I will Ooh. never know. Oh, okay. The crew tries to catch Mrs. Sherwood before she leaves, but then they quickly learn what Courtney's tardiness has cost them. So they quickly drive to Liz Perry's house and rush to stage the scene. Well, Courtney and Marcy stage the scene. Julia's just filled with guilt and she don't want any parts. And she just sits at her friend's armoire and reminisces on her late friend. She accidentally activates a voice recording card from last year's prank, spooking the girls, and the plan begins to fall apart as Marcy also starts freaking out. Whole time, Fern Mayo, like hold the mayo, is outside at the door, is outside at the door practicing her lines while waiting for Liz. Courtney and Julie begin to argue as Courtney tries to check Julie for not wanting to help cover this up. I killed Liz. I killed the teen dream. Deal with it. Having had enough, Julie tries to leave to find Fern Mayo right outside of Liz's bedroom door. First of all, I love the little creepy Carrie scene without the bicycle boy of Liz, just, I mean, not Liz, of Fern just walking down the street holding her books. I'm like, okay, girl, I see you. But also that retainer, girl, <laughs> ew. I'm sorry, but Mayo before she changes is creepy. Uh, yeah, mm. girl, why are you so obsessed with me? Because mm-hmm. that's what it's giving. But also, this is the only line in the movie that Liz Per has when um, Julie opens the card and she's like, What are you doing to me? That's the only thing that this girl says in this entire movie. Also, Marcy, she ain't the girl for this job. She, if you're gonna be ten toes, girl, be ten toes. She's looking at me. Well, her eyes are open. She's bound to look somewhere. Move. Courtney quickly tries to see what Fern knows by intimidation, despite Julie trying to save her. Fern ends up seeing Liz's dead body and attempts to flee the house, but the girls catch her, and Courtney buys her silence by bribing her into the clique telling her to take Liz's place, again, despite Julie's protests. Courtney and Marcy give Fern a makeover, transforming her from plain and awkward to elegant and beautiful. Once the transformation is complete, Courtney introduces Fern as the beautiful exchange student, Violet, and she is now a part of the group. Violet officially takes Liz's place and color and peeps that she's also wearing pearls, as Liz once did. I don't think we've met what with the cruel politics of high school and all. <laughs> also, I do want to point out that Marcy keeps telling everybody to call her Foxy, but everybody's like, this is Marcy, this is Marcy, this is Marcy. So I feel like that further drives the point that Courtney is in control because if she wanted you to be known as Foxy, she would tell people, bitch, your name is Marcy, let it go. Stop trying to make fetch happen, baby. It's not happening. The quintessential mean girl. also i love how fern's makeup or makeover scene is intertwined with liz's autopsy it was well okay it was intentionally giving its flowers to rocky horror picture show 
But I also like that at the end when we see Violet in the pink dress with the boa, Courtney has on a similar outfit. So I feel like that's even more Frankenstein-ish of I created a monster, but she just don't know it yet. I love the whole scene, the dress up scene where they're also bringing in the dead body. I was like, damn, so ain't nobody gonna say nothing about this? We Not us, them. Right. Ain't nobody gonna say nothing about this? We're really just gonna stitch together. This girl dead. This girl's alive. But guess what? She's alive. (laughs) I just just can't get over that name, Violet. Girl. I think it's cute. It's cute, but it's still extra. (laughs) Um, The lady that was doing the makeover is actually the person that Violet is based off of. (laughs) That's the crazy thing about it. That's Darren Stein's friend. I can't remember her name right now, but that's who he actually based that character off of. Julie, still overwhelmed by guilt at her part in Liz's death, breaks away from the clique, only to be tormented by her former friends. And even though she tries one more time to get Courtney to come to her senses, telling her that Liz's parents have returned and have seen the body, Courtney can give a shit. And she tells Julie she will frame her if she tries to spill one drop of tea. After briefing Violet on the rules of the clique of the Fabulous Four, now three, She officially introduces herself as Violet to the rest of the school because a rose is too obvious, which I felt was funny because that's her name in real life. But when she seen that paper bag, she was like, oh, bitch, if you don't, you better be joking in the words of Maddie. (laughs) I don't care if it's a full five-star fucking course in there. But I do like how they bring it back. And they're like, no, we eat and we eat well, just not in front of people. So it's not like, driving the whole popular girls are pretty whatever you want to call it don't eat but Brittany I know before you joined us officially on the podcast you have been here a few times a kink a kink a kink a kink (laughs) I was so happy we have not had that inside joke in so long and it's finally back we love a kink a kink I meant I can use some kink who says that Also, more Mean Girls with the Karen Carpenter table and they were eating the raisins. But I think in Mean Girls, they was like eating a cupcake or something. They were sharing (laughs) a Twinkie. I don't know. It was something like that. I don't know. But Courtney is truly a manipulator. She was like, well, see, when I hear fern, I think of a plant and I much rather be a flower because you're my violet. When she hands out her hand, I'm like, girl, don't take that deal with that devil because that's exactly what the fuck that is. Okay. Also, once I don't again, take them kind of deals. Yeah, no, definitely not. Also, once again, we see Julie's not a part of the crew, so she's dressed very normal, looking like a 90s teenager. Marcy, she trying to wear pink, but we like, girl, pink ain't your color. You know that's not your color. Take that off. Violet, we know she's in pink with the florals. And Courtney, once again, does not blend in with the crew. She's wearing purple. Like, she's like, yeah, these are my flunkies, and bitch, I'm the main. Now comes our favorite person, Detective Vera Cruz, on the case to solve Liz's murder. As Violet's popularity grows, Julie watches as her popularity fades and she becomes a new target for ridicule amongst the clique. Her only real friend at this time is her new love interest and drama student, Zach. She even tries calling Violet to talk some sense into her that night, but Courtney's shame, priority number one, 
calls her on the oven line and unknowingly puts that shit to an end. Once again, mean girls. That's literally the whole boo you whore scene. Boo you whore. I'm sick. <laughs> I'm sick. Like even the transitions from switching the one girl to the next, literally jawbreaker scoot it for mean girls to run tina Fey, we see you girl we see right through you what's the line from death becomes her that i like so much? I see right through you <laughs> <laughs> that bitch was amazing for that now i can watch that here and i might watch that tonight because that shit was- <laughs> i see right through you <laughs> Courtney continues to be a dang menace, having Dane suck on the Mr. Big Stick to please her kink. The police come interrupting the session to question her, and during this, Marcy is confronted by her dad for being a follower, but is interrupted interrupted by the phone ringing. Meanwhile, Julie sees a mirage of Liz with her hard nipples in the pool, but it, you know, the daydream is, (laughs) I'm sorry, because I'm like, why? Why did, why did we do this? You, okay, whatever. Anyway, this daydream is interrupted by her mother and all of the girls end up at the police station to be interrogated by Detective Vita. Cruz. And the next day, it is announced throughout the entire school that Liz is passed in hell. And first of all, what type of announcement is this? <laughs> I'm like, y'all would never tell us that on the school PA. Never. <laughs> but also, Marcy, daddy, good on you for calling your kid out. I was watching Oprah and it was talking about, is your kid a follower? Yes, Oprah. Your kid is a follower. <laughs> But but why can't Nikki was giving giving gay dad vibes? And it was like, <laughs> and I loved it because yes, because first of all, yes, <laughs> I'm alone now. <laughs> like, come on, man. remember you used to love Tiffany, girl. I think we're alone now. Marcy, y'all everybody had a you. everybody had a Tiffany phase though for, for <laughs> these movies. Because I'm like, Marcy, your daddy being a real one and you the one, you calling him a dick. You the one being a dick. Right. Actually, you being the balls, just getting slapped around, actually. No, not the balls. <laughs> but just because I want to talk about Pam Greer, her whole interrogation scene, I'm sorry, but I love her face. Because she got a no bullshit face. Like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, the whole time, if she was, like, if she was my mom, I would be petrified to lie to her. Because I feel like she would be staring bullets right through me. And I feel like she was doing this in this interrogation. Because you could even see it, like, the only person who's not phased is Courtney. Everybody everybody else was about to fold. Especially Julie. Julie, baby was about to fold but I do want to point out editors editors and y'all do it so much through this movie that I'm not gonna even get on every single one if y'all gonna do Pam Greer do her right because clearly when she was holding that jawbreaker we seen them nails and then in the next scene it was just some bare fingers I was like whose hand is that because it's not Pam's what's going on anyway the following morning Detective Vita Cruz interviews Miss Sherwood, who tells her that she sent Courtney to Liz's house, but then remembers that it was actually Fern Mayo 
and not Courtney that was sent to deliver the assignments. Then she realizes that Fern actually hasn't been present to school in the last few days. First of all, Vita is over it. She said, bitch, what? You How you don't remember? This is, first of all, she was like, you got to calm down because ain't nobody said that you was going to be implemented in this crime. But also I need you to get your story straight because how you don't remember who you sent here? I don't need to be here all day. But also, y'all really didn't see that that was Fern. Y'all really... I really don't understand. Like, was she not I on the roster? So when she you was in what? class and they was calling Fern, she wasn't answering. It don't matter. It's it's the nineties. It's school. Somebody was in a seat that belonged to her, and they was good enough. And uh, you know what? I live for that scene between them because she was like, I can't, I could can't do it. Whatever she fucking said when she was like, she couldn't deal with the fact if it was her fault or if she had something to do with her death mm-hmm. because she didn't know about the parents. Yeah. She was I was like, her like, mom ain't make that call. Girl. Everything, she just stacked up against her. It was like, you know what? You don't know this child not at school. You ain't know that wasn't her parents. Bitch, what do you know? Really? Nothing. A smoker took some dope. <laughs> Detective Vera Cruz finally gets to interview Fern, Violet, whatever, and begins uncovering this little obsession she has with Liz. Later, Courtney calls Detective Vita from a phone booth to arrange an interview, and she goes on to tarnish Liz's reputation as she said she would. But in reality, Courtney's ass went out the same night and seduced a stranger at a sleazy bar and had sex with him in Liz's bed while Liz's dead body was under it, making it seem as though he had assaulted Liz. Um, Let's rewind. Violet, Fern, whatever, not you staring at the moles on this girl neck and you was pushing it with that sea monkey thing. The spider web, I can see if I squint a little. Um, the salmon, that was a lot too, but the sea monkey girl. <sighs> Liz, if you wasn't dead already, I would say you in danger, girl, but it's already curtains for you. But, mm. Mm-mm-mm. I like the fact that normally in horror movies, when you under the bed, you alive and shit, and you know, X. Can we talk about that? Somebody, yeah. is a, I mean, not or whoever, Leah, Charlotte, Ayana, she is a terrible dead body. Because, girl, I seen you blink a few times. I seen you breathe a few times. You Sis. couldn't hold your breath. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to sit here because I've done it. I was committed when I was laying in that casket for that role. You ain't seen me breathe not once. I was super You really committed. didn't. Your body did not move at all. You was literally just laying there like- I just laid there. But, but no, I just want to point out that I, I just don't, I just don't know. I know it was a whirlwind of 30 days or how long it took to film this. I think it was 30 days. 30 days. But, um, yeah. But no baby they could have reshot that like bitch i've seen you move or i mean just i don't know pause the scene like just still shot and just i don't i don't know i don't know they just something could have been done (laughs) or cut it something like that also i love when vita goes okay violet and you look at her and she like Ooh, that stung her a little bit that's what i'm talking about i can't mess with pam greer like if she ever I would be shook. I would be scared. I'd be like, yes, ma'am. 
<laughs> straighten up real fucking quick. That's the power of a black woman. You will straighten up real quick, okay? Well, I did want to say though, did you know that like Fern, nobody paid attention to her on set for real, for real, when she was just like Fern? Yes, I saw that. I'm like, <laughs> damn, not uh art imitating life or life and whatever right? it is. But yeah, but then when you violate, but it'd be like that in real life. Okay, okay. Well, lately it's been the opposite. But I'd be yes. just like a pump. That's when Dudes everybody wanted like, to be in my face. And I'm like, I'd be like, what? Especially don't let me go to a gas station. Hello. The toothless man is gonna holler. And I'll be like, sir, <laughs> this oh my ain't God. my best work. Right. And I, I was told that that's why they like us because they know if you look bummy and still cute, then when we look like bomb mm. bomb. it's real bomb <laughs> Courtney arranges for Violet to star in a school play to meet Zach knowing good and well that that's Julie's new boo while Julie tries to get Fern to come to her senses failing to do so she turns to Zach and confides in him about the entire truth about their relationship within the friend group Violet becomes intoxicated with her newfound popularity, which eventually eclipses Courtney's, literally everyone is obsessed with Violet. She's even able to flirt her way into getting a new red shiny car. Like, what the fuck? This don't work for me. What? The, what's the cheat code, sis? Because what the hell? You a city girl in these streets. Right. Violet finally meets Zach, but he admits to Julie that the interaction was weird considering she's new but has seen him in Greece twice. Hmm. Julie now confesses to Zach that Violet is actually Fern Mayo and goes on to tell him the entire incident involving Liz Per. The two start digging for evidence but not finding anything because they barely looked like literally just could have y'all just walked out there and stood there it's not here you know that's one of the things where parents be like you don't you don't be doing shit you don't be looking because if, if they would have come in there and i find it i'm a beach your ass they needed their ass beat because that damn picture was right there on the curb and they just literally right I there i don't see it you lazy motherfuckers so they go to Detective Vita Cruz to tell her what happened, but Vita already tells them that they have a suspect in custody. Disgusted and confused and flabbergasted, Julie pieces together Courtney's lie in her head. Again, when, <laughs> when Pam Greer walked into the office, she looked so pissed. <laughs> it's her eyebrows. It's her eyebrows and her cheekbones. Like, please, God, survivors, please go back to that scene and just watch the way that she walks into this office because she looked like, bitch, if y'all call me in to do another damn scene for this damn movie. <laughs> but also, also, Vita, Vita, honey, how the fuck you just gonna believe Courtney? You just ran with Courtney's story like that. Really? Come on now. Yes. Also, Julie and Zach. I mean, but see, to hear the thing about it, though, here was the thing. Courtney, she provided evidence. She had evidence to back up her claim. This is okay. This is true. But I'm that's just, why she believed it. I'm just like, I still feel like there can be more to be investigated. Cause also, my thing is Julie and Zach was loud as hell in that office. So nobody heard them say none of this. And I just would have been like, okay, maybe I should look into that. But I'm gonna bring it up later. 
Marcy lets Courtney in on her thoughts, believing that Violet is out of control with her newfound popularity. Courtney calls it out as just that, newfound popularity. Like when people come to new money, they don't know what to do with it. You know, they act brand new, they mishandle it, and poof, it's gone. Courtney quickly swallows those words, seeing, well, hearing music blaring and walking outside to seeing Violet's ass flouncing on the top of her shiny red car. First of all, what the fuck? Why were they just sitting there watching her? Because what the fuck was happening? Courtney snatches Violet's Angeline ass right up like a mother of color when they kid be acting a goddamn fool in the store and orders Violet to learn her place. But Violet vows that if Courtney decides to jump out her body, she will reveal the truth behind Liz's death. Checkmate. Um, why Courtney slam Violet on that mirror? Because that would have been me. Because you don't know your place, bitch. <laughs> I would have slammed the fuck out of her with no fucking problem. And I would have did it way many. I would have put a head into the glass. First of all, she broke like the that. mirror. She broke she did. No. Yeah. I wanted peace. I would want pieces on the floor. Cause you don't play with me like that. I made you, bitch. <laughs> I can destroy you. Bitch, I made you. <laughs> but also I love that um when Violet blows the smoke in her face in real life. She didn't know that she was going to do that. So that's why she literally took the cigarette and threw it. Like that whole part was real. They just kept going with the lines. (laughs) But also I felt so bad for Marcy because when Marcy came out and Courtney just grabbed her face and literally I love the symbolism of the cracked mirror because you are starting to see the cracks all through this relationship. Mm -hmm. Like baby, uh, Marcy, honey, girl, girl. That's one. That, that's actually like five, but we're going to count that as one right now. In response to this, Courtney and Marcy post enlarged yearbook photos of Fern Mayo all over the school with the message, who is Violet, written on them, revealing Violet's true identity and leaving her humiliated by the entire school. She awakens from fainting in the parking lot and has another breakdown after the nurse addresses her as Fern Mayo. Julie takes pity on Fern and forgives her for being corrupted by Courtney. This poor baby, she could not get a grip. Soon as she was like, Fern, she was like, what did you call me? My name is Violet. I said, honey. Okay, now, just because I've seen this movie so many times at this point, I love whoever is the set designer. I love you for this because it's real blinking. You miss it or don't pay attention and you're going to miss it. When Violet wakes up from her episode, there is, and I know it's meant for Violet because it's pink and that's her color. There's a poster on the wall and it says, don't blow your future up in smoke. And that's how I feel like since she let the popularity get to her head, like the shit just blew up. Like Mm -hmm. had she just stayed in her place, she would have been cool. She would have been popular. She started smelling herself, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Also, not y'all burying that girl in the flyers. <laughs> <laughs> High school is just like that. Okay, because no, for real, you're disgusting. Like the way they was just throwing this girl around the hallway and then you just got Marcy. And once again, Marcy wearing a goddamn halter. Like, does she own anything? That's all she wears, the damn halter. Honestly, that's me during the summer. So don't come for me. <laughs> you don't just wear halter tops. When I go out, out, yeah. My no, you wear like you do crops. spaghetti straps. 
I seen I seen your wardrobe. <laughs> you don't play yourself like that. Don't do that. When I go on vacation, halters, halters galore. <laughs> Afterward, Julie, Zach, and Fern ride around trying to devise a plan. But after not really coming up with one, Zach suggests they go to prom and Fern blows it off joking that they should just go grab some pig's blood while they at it. And Julie just over the whole thing just opts to go home. While she's at home, Julie receives a bag of Liz's belongings from her mother and she starts to go through them. While she's doing that, she finds the recordable greeting card that she was fiddling with earlier while Courtney and Marcy were staging the death scene. Julie discovers that it actually reset and recorded Courtney's admission to killing the teen dream. And armed with this evidence, Julie meets Fern and Zach at the prom. I was like, damn, y'all got, well, I mean, Zach did say, let's go. So I assumed that they already had the dresses. Julie was just like, I'm not going to go. But I was like, damn, y'all pulled this together rather quickly. Yo, you know what I forgot to mention? What? It just came in by. But you know that scene where she almost got ran over? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That happened to me when homecoming. Oh. Huh? Yeah. Now you got to get Regina George. Nah, this bitch I got beef with. She, I was leaving a party. It was a, it was a band function, right? And, you know, we're alumni. Somebody still lives in the, in the college town because not everybody get out. They just stay there. So we was having a band party at the house. I leave out the house and I'm walking across the street to my car and this bitch goes and tries to run me over. Johnny, I would have fought that day. (laughs) That would have been the day or maybe some hours later, her tires would have been flat. Allegedly. You know what? I'd have jumped all in her shit. I promise you, I'd have been all in that windshield. Brittany would have been I, like that be, girl on that TikTok video that was holding on to her boyfriend's car while he was driving off. When I tell you, I'd have used all the, the muscles in my legs and my calves and thighs because I would have jumped up on that hood and I'd have been slamming like, we, we gonna fight, bitch, get out. Let's talk. Let's, let's say mm. hey. I did like Julie's no. outfit, though. I know we going backwards a little bit. But I don't care, but... Them glasses, those outfit, were cute. Yes, Julie's outfit, when she's popular and when she's not popular, are all immaculate looks, and I... <clears throat> but feeling no remorse for the lives that she has destroyed and the chaos she has created, the heartless Courtney attends senior prom with jock Dane Saunders. When Dane and Courtney are announced as prom king and queen, Zach sneaks backstage and broadcasts the card's message over the sound system. Disgusted, Dane quickly ditches Courtney, no bucket, no foul, while Marcy's punk ass hides under the table. Girl, I'm about to get on you in a second. Horrified that her scheme is unraveling, Courtney tearfully races for the exit as the rest of the furious student body pelts her with corsages and calls her a murderer, basically giving her her flowers in a way. Julie snaps a picture of her former friend's anguished face to immortalize the occasion, just as Courtney did Liz at the beginning of the movie. Miss Sherwood, fix it! I'm like, girl, ain't no fixing that. We heard you, bitch. So the prom was giving me Carrie vibes, but what I couldn't stand was when she was walking and they were throwing those flowers at her, her face that (laughs) (laughs) she was blowing me. But let me tell you about the diva that is Rose McGowan. Yes, please talk about it. Please do. (laughs) So 
Rebecca Gayhart, right? She walked out of hair and makeup with her hair done up with flowers. And Rose was like, no, bitch, I want flowers too. So she went back into the trailer and demanded that she have a more interesting hairstyle. But my thing is like, Julie's wasn't even, it, it wasn't don't even. <laughs> it don't matter. She said, I'm the queen, I am the star of this show. Right. I'm, and I'm the main character. <laughs> I mean, I did like Courtney's hairdo. I like the little, um, it's not tinsel, but I did like the dressing. I can't think of what that's called right now. The ri- It's not ribbon either, but I did like it because it was giving like, it was giving Egyptian queen, even though you, you're you not the person of color. But anyway. I was going with Greece, more like Grecian. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Especially with the cut of the dress, the color. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that a lot I better. I can see that, yeah. I like that a lot better because I'm like, I was thinking like this part more or less, but no, I like that vision better. But I'm like, girl, Julie outfit and Julie hair wasn't, it was cute. It was cute, but it wasn't like <laughs> meltdown. Like, oh my God, this bitch looks better than me because I felt like, and Violet as well, because if you notice when Violet really started getting outrageous with her, um, outfits at this point when she's not popular anymore that dress that prom dress is very conservative for her yeah. for what like if she had because think the last outfit we seen her in before her demise she has on them hot pink cigarette pants that are fucking cute with a matching bra top and that little light pink thing like the prom dress would have been crazy had she not gotten exposed i just know i don't know what it would have been some see-through i don't fucking know also <laughs> Why the fuck wasn't Vita there? I know they said that they found somebody, but it just, I, okay, so the movie ends, you know, Courtney's photo ends up being in the yearbook. The film closes with Fern Mayo talking to um, Detective Vita Cruz, talking about this is high school Detective Cruz, what's a friend anyway? But I'm just like, okay, we do get a solid ending because the whole thing about Courtney is her reputation is ruined. We hear her talking about earlier how Dane is just a placeholder. Like, I can give a shit what he do after prom. This is just going to look good for me and my high school memories and yada, 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 right. yada. So, yeah, she does get a fucked up ending. And that should be enough. But I feel like we should have had more. Also, Marcy, let me flame you up real quick. You just going <laughs> to sit there and let Courtney talk shit about you like that. First of all, yes. look the fucking mess at prom. Yeah. What the fuck did you have on? That shit, that hair, them crimps, girl. People no. loved crimps back then. Them crimps was crimping. Okay, I had crimps in 2019. So I'm not, I'm just saying those, it just looked like it was sweated out. It wasn't even polished. That boa, that purple boa with that burgundy dress, what was that? And it was just the fact that literally everybody was playing Marcy because she's she's sitting with the cheerleaders and one of them was like okay queen of the damn which I was like <laughs> okay the movie ain't don't came play out Aaliyah yet. like that well see the movie ain't came out yet so I was like okay we gonna we gonna let that slide but okay the book had and I'm always gonna connect it to don't play her like that right yeah I was like um not too much on her but then when Courtney comes, because I guess Marcy wanted to go with her prom date to go, you know, get fresh or whatever. And Courtney's like, bitch, you better sit here and watch me get prom queen. I know you're not up to speed. I know you a little mm. girl. I would have ragged dog Courtney and them little lace, whatever she got in her hair. OK, no, absolutely not. But that was Jawbreaker. Ratings. 
Jailbreaker got a 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb, a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 4.2 out of 10 on Film Affinity. That's new. And, and an 80. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was ready to say Metacritic. <laughs> and 80% of Google users liked this film. How do we feel about Jailbreaker? You know, I was going to give it 90, but I'm feeling 95 today. Wow. You really, oh, well, Damn. you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Nostalgia. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm with you. I forgot. I forgot. I got the reverse of nostalgia. For some reason, it wore off. Like when I see it, I'm like, it didn't hit how it hit before. So, sorry. It's still the same for me. <laughs> sorry, y'all. I love the ending, though. 60 tickets. Damn. <laughs> right? Um, for me, like I said, uh, y'all know me. It don't matter if I seen it old, if I seen the news, something bright, something blue, whatever the fuck they say. I <laughs> I do like this movie, but I'm just not crazy, crazy about it. Love the fashion, love the dialogue, blah, 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 blah. I think I can settle happily on 75 tickets for this one. I like that we got a full range here. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it is going on. But without further ado, Survivors, I love when you guys let us know your ticket scores for these. So you could definitely do that. Right? Cody be the first person okay, to Cody. put his score on the post. Ready. Okay. I'll be like, I love it. <laughs> you better turn in your tickets. Go get you a prize, Coco. You go, Glenn Coco. <laughs> <laughs> Let's head off to the souvenir shop. Thanks for writing. Before you go, take a detour into the souvenir shop okay i got one go ahead you go first <laughs> don't give me the britney treatment uh oh oh god <laughs> is it a jawbreaker deal though not a jawbreaker because i don't see how that would work that the like the, the shaping shape, like, you can reshape it no, I was gonna we're gonna go. Them. We're gonna go with a popsicle dildo, a rainbow popsicle oh, the Mr. dildo. Mr. Big Stick. Yep, we're gonna oh, go okay. with the Mr. Big Stick. So it's gonna have the little, it's gonna have a little handle, just like the Mr. Big Stick, and then it's gonna be shaped just like a Mr. Big Stick. I my souvenir was okay. Even though Foxy girl, you need to sit down. Y'all know I love me a good nameplate. I love me a nameplate. So get you a nameplate from Jaded Co. Okay, we coming back in October. So. Be ready. I'm sorry, y'all. I ain't ran out this whole episode. Now's the motherfucking time. I was thinking of a jawbreaker-themed mouth gag. You mean like a ball gag? But then like- Yeah. A... Oh, I can like see that. Yeah. Yeah. That so would it be like, would first. it be the same color? Okay, Brittany, we Fuck not gonna yes. flag you. We not gonna flag you because safety protocol, we love that. We love a safe queen. <laughs> exactly it got the same it's gonna have the same it's gonna be white and it's gonna have all the colorful speckles and it got the little straps on the side yes <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Good one. look at all of us come on marketing see look at us let's go ahead and run these park announcements that was one out of five of our new thing yeah it's gonna be a long one next up Jonna is gonna lose her shit, girl. Go ahead, say your line. <laughs> Goonies never say die. 
We are going to go visit the gang, the Dooney gang. We're going to do the truffle shuffle on that ass. If you want to keep up with us, you can hit us up on social media at D180Podcast on everything. That is IG, Twitter, TikTok. If you want some exclusive goodies, you can hit us up on the Patreon. And that is going to do it for this episode. We're going to see you in the next one. Leave us a review. We ain't said that in a long time, but leave us a review because we love reading that shit. We love y'all. I do. Yeah, we love reading it. I don't think I ain't watched but like two of these movies. Well, reverse. I don't think. I think I've only watched two of these movies this month. Just gonna be fun, y'all. Most of these are first. She hasn't watches. seen Goonies. That's why she's not understanding the reference. She did not understand what we just meant by truffle shuffle. So we're gonna end this and um, go do your homework, Brittany. I'm <laughs> going to sleep, as Nikki says. Do your fucking research. But all right, survivors, we out. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. I'll see you soon.